0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate.
1: And I'm Mark.
2: You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Sam. You can find me at the Justice League Universe podcast, JLU podcast. And uh, I also have a blog at ComicAndScreen.blogspot.com.
0: Sweet. Like a professional.
2: Like a professional. Just like it.
0: Today, we're talking about minute number 14 of Suicide Squad. And the minute's going to start out with uh, Joker taunting Monster T, um, his continued taunts. And the minute's going to end with uh, Joker running his purple Lamborghini. Purple Lamborghini. That's That's the the name of the song? Yeah, so I was trying to incorporate it into the title. Uh, Ending with Joker running his purple Lamborghini into the Gotham Bay? Gotham River? Gotham Harbor. Gotham Harbor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's not a bay. It's a harbor. It's a harbor. Yeah. It's because it's the... It's a,
1: it's a, port, it? a port. Girl wait, on every port. What Arr. is Wait. Hudson River. That's, Hudson? The, that's the okay. real life equivalent, ain't it?
0: And then Gotham Harbor, Hudson River. Hudson Harbor? Uh-uh. Hudson River.
1: <laughs> Gotham... Wait. Okay. So now my question is, the river between Gotham and Metropolis is called what? that is my question to you guys find us on all social media and let us know what the fake name of that river (laughs) is called because i'm sure they didn't just call it hudson river but um this minute the way it starts it does seem now like it is um all like a facade like you know because harley quinn right in the very beginning is like well you're not interested in me don't waste my time then like really like Car salesman. Like, yes, exactly. Like, (laughs) oh, didn't work? All right, we're good. Like, you're, you know, so that really seems to be evidence that Monster T was dead on a rifle. Mm -hmm. Um, And even Joker at the end of this moment is like, that's right. And then it like immediately kills the guy, which is like crazy, wacky Joker thing to do, right? Just immediately turn around. He has a gun ready for this moment. And he just... Like there's a shot of Joker that's the camera just pointed at Jared Leto, and it seems like the true face of evil in my opinion that this is what he's been wanting to do and like that's we're seeing what he really wanted like the real motivation is shown in that obscure shot that's like straight pointed towards um towards him in like a medium shot with like the purple and green tinge on it as well so it's like that was that was reality that's what he wanted that's what she wanted because she was like all right that's it i'm out i did my i did my car salesman bit i'm out just like a jester like a theatrical performance and then before they know it the audience is being pointed with a gun and it's over Mm -hmm. so i am fully in agreement now that this guy was like probably dead when that when that hand came into play the tattoo the Gonna, we got to give it a name. Hand tattoo. <laughs> all right, cool. Perfect. <laughs> Glad we got there. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, you guys uh, take it away with your notes about this, this final moment of, like, just in the club part before we go into the next bit.
0: Okay, so, well, it, uh, maybe it's a transition to the next bit, so I don't know. If oh, if I I've, so yeah, it. I've My, got a
2: part for this, what Mark was saying. All right, then. go for um, it. Like, with the shooting, again, it shows Joker's power, because in other mob kind of situations the mob boss wants to have some plausible deniability, so he might, like, nod to some henchmen, and then, like, when Monster T goes into the alley, then, you know, something hits him, and they kill him off to the side in the shadows. The Joker has so much power and confidence, he can kill him right in front of everybody, and he can do it himself. Like, I'm going to do it directly, you know, instead of indirectly through my henchmen or whatever. So, again, like... This whole, this whole sequence that we've been watching, to me, just really establishes, like, wow, Joker is the real deal here. He's got a lot of power and influence, and he's also, like, you know, crazy as a loon, um, psychotic. So that is a nice introduction. Now, a critique might be that this is more of an introduction of Joker than it is of Harley. Like, this is supposed to be a flashback where Waller is giving us, like, some background on Harley Quinn. But as we get into it more... It seems like we're kind of learning more about Joker than we are about Harley.
0: Yeah, yeah, which no. is confusing.
1: <laughs> it it's definitely maybe it makes
0: sense when you're like just turn your brain off and let me just let me just watch it.
1: This is what I'm saying. Where I think there needed to be more restraint. Where it's like we we like that Joker's in it, and we like it a little too much, and then we start going instead of saying. I mean, we, we even say, we say Joker and Harley Quinn. We're never saying, like, oh, Harley Quinn. And then, like, Joker's, you know, part of her mythos, so he's there. But it's like, you introduce Harley, well, you got to have the Joker in it. It's like, it's only natural that you have Joker in it. It's like, yeah, but you're really stealing the spotlight, kiddo, and I need you to, like, take a seat. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to restrain it a bit. Like, I understand that we're bringing this to, to explain her origin, Mm-hmm. But if you get carried away, then we're going to keep asking for more Joker and you need to tell people to enjoy just what they get. And if you mm-hmm. think
2: and then, this scene is really filmed from like Monster T's point of view, which means he's mostly like with Joker, because if you think about this part of it, Harley is in the background and then she gets called forward, she comes in, she says a couple things, and then she's in the background again, and Joker's like the one that's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Another way of doing this sequence would have been to have a scene that was from Harley's perspective. Like, you're you're looking at Harley in the club, and she like sees off in the distance Joker doing something, and then she maybe walks up to it. But you're like with Harley as you go up to it. Instead, yeah. we're with the Joker, and then Harley just gets like beckoned into the scene for a moment. And if if people have listened to our analysis, that's one of our, like, overall critiques of the movie is that it doesn't have a strong perspective. It doesn't have a strong, like, point of view character. I know you guys have talked about how, like, maybe this is actually Harley Quinn's. It's from, mm-hmm. like, her mental state that we're kind of seeing. I don't know. Would you guys say the whole movie or just, like, big chunks of the movie are, like, from Harley Quinn's mental memories or it's- something?
0: It's big chunks because there's scenes where Harley Quinn, we we see things where Harley Quinn obviously was yeah, not well, in, and okay. she just wasn't present. So yeah. it's, it's big chunks, um, but through and through, big it's chunks in Little Gotham. Yeah, so yeah. I think
2: I think I think you guys are right about certain chunks that it is kind of tainted by Harley Quinn's memories of things or her perspective on things. But in terms of filmmaking, I don't think that they actually put the camera and like blocked the scenes. Mm -mm. to be from her point of view. And then Mm -mm. for the movie overall, I think as an audience, we don't really know who we're supposed to be seeing things from. Like uh, at the beginning here, it's kind of like Waller because she's the one that's like has the dossier and is telling us about the characters. But then Mm -hmm. later on, it seems like maybe it should be Rick Flagg because he's the one that goes in and sees everybody that he's going to have to control on the team. I think you could have had Rick Flagg be the point of view character. Like show from his perspective how he met June and fell in love with her, then show from his perspective how I'm meeting all these crazy villains and I have to try to work with them. And then as you try to work with them, have it always be from Rick's point of view. Like, man, they're frustrating or but yeah. then but then over time from Rick's point of view you realize, oh, I see what they've been through. I see that actually they are going to help in this, you know, this cause, like they win them over by the end. Mm-hmm. But when we went through our analysis, we were sort of like that camera is coming from all different points of view and sometimes from mm-hmm. no point of view. It's just like a you know a third person up on the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and here I think is one where I can level that criticism because really I think this scene should have been from Harley's point of view. She should be in the club and she should see the Joker and stuff happening and then she should go up. And then when she goes up there, she's like, oh, something's about to happen and like then it happened. You could still hit some of the same beats but just from a different angle.
0: It could have. I mean, you could have even thrown in one more scene to add juxtaposition with, you know, Harley from the cage seeing Joker and Monster T just having, you know, body language of them having a discussion, and you would have gotten okay, cool. Harley's more involved in this dealing.
1: The uh, the one thing that I would have changed in this scene, which I think would would have resolved, like, all right, who? What is this scene about? And, And instead of it being about the Joker, it's just. Let her pull the trigger and show that she isn't just his trophy. You know, he's like, you know, Monster T comes in. He's like, oh, you know, that Harley Quinn you got over there. She's a real beaut. Like, you're very lucky to have her. <laughs> she's then, a beaut. And then Joker's like, oh, this lady? like, She's so great. Why don't I bring her over like, and hang out with you? And then she turns out to be the one like, you're nothing. I'm going to kill you myself. You're nothing. And then, you're just
0: like your father. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> exactly. And And then it's like, it's like joker's showing that she's a crazy uh loose cannon and that she'll kill you i don't tell her what to do she's like her own psychotic monstrosity mm-hmm. over there and then it's still about her
2: yeah so I, it, yeah. I one one thing i like about your idea is that that would match more with what waller says in this minute i think she says waller says she's crazier than him and more fearless but the way that they did the scene, I feel like Joker is crazier and, and Joker seems yeah, more yeah. Fear, fearless because like yeah. har, like Joker was the one that killed him. Joker was the one that was definitely going to kill him and stuff. And he seems, he seems like he's the lead crazy person and Harley is trying to catch up. And mm-hmm. also yeah. Joker never showed any fear of anything because like we've been talking about how powerful he is in all of his relationships. And Harley, on the other hand, she like comes to him when he calls her and then when they're in the car in a few seconds... She is scared. She's like, I can't swim. Like, she's mm-hmm. yeah. clearly scared that they're about to fall into this water. And he's so f- yeah, yeah. For me, it, it rang hollow when Waller said she's the crazier one. She's f- more fearless. I'm like, that's not what you're showing me. What you're showing me is yes. the jo- Joker's crazier. But if and if, I if they did what Mark said, then that would have confirmed. If Harley came over and like, hey, oh, you're saying something about me. Well, I'm gonna shoot you right in the face. Now I kind of believe that maybe Harley is crazier or as crazy as Joker.
1: Mhm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then that would be why they're driving around cuz she killed this guy so now they're like,
2: "See, okay, in- that's one
0: thi- that was that's my transition into the next scene. We, we get it immediately after Monster T dies. It was them, you know, pedal to the metal speeding off in this fast car, Alanis Morissette like uh no that wasn't that was Tracy Chapman, sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> speeding off in in that and everything is that in response to killing monster t
1: that's what i got i got it. I don't know. so
0: I follow stuff. up was uh, amanda says like that was just the beginning like what happened next is like big deal was killing monster t like a big thing to do in gotham underground
1: you're asking that them. is that like For, killing well, Carmine Falcone or comic. something? Like I think there is one prequel comic to this movie. Yeah, that involves Harley Quinn, so I might have to read that and then come back up.
0: Because one, you don't just throw common in as a character to have in two minutes of a movie just to kill him off. He's got to have like a bigger. I think bigger, it was bigger. I think bigger that scene deal. was bigger. um Yeah, I mean that's just one. That's me thinking Hollywood, but also what like I feel like there was supposed that was supposed to be heavier. Him dying and them getting, like I said it before, is that him finally pushing out the last bit of competition? Does Joker now finally taking over as crime boss in Gotham because of him killing Monster T? Like we have absolutely no idea who this guy who this guy is. It's just show yeah. up, hand tattoo, dead, fast car. He ain't got a fast yeah, car. Yeah,
2: I'm a I'm a bit confused too because like Waller says, and that was just the beginning, but. I feel like the car the car chase must be a separate event later. Because if she says the Monster T story was just the beginning and then they get caught by Batman, oh then there is nothing else. Like yeah. Like uh, that Marquesa. was the ending. That was the ending. That was when she got arrested. Yeah. Marquez. There's
0: a huge
1: thing that we're missing. The whole reason that the Batman is chasing these oh, two. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. So there is that big issue but again we have no timeline we have absolutely no timeline if this is we're under the opinion he's not branding harley quinn he's not doing anything this is post we already know this is post uh bvs so when bird boy bit the (laughs) big yeah bit the big one that could have been 10 years ago so is he they've just been playing cat and mouse for 10 years that's dumb if that's saying oh that's just the beginning
1: wait what are they wearing are they wearing the same outfits I gotta That's a think,
0: good think they are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they uh, are wearing the same outfits. I see, think Joker just has a, yeah, has a tux I on. I don't really I like that. Jacket. Then,
2: yeah, because like, like if if they are wearing the same outfits, then that implies this was them leaving the club, you know, after uh-huh. killing Monster T. But if they if they just killed Monster T and then get caught, I do not know why Waller would say that was just the beginning
0: go back to the you go, have your own computer yeah i got it what color is harley's <laughs> hair i feel like was it green okay I, see it's green in in the club and i think in the car it's, oh it's no blue it's blue and it's just the lighting um yeah it's it's, yeah, it's, it's got to be immediately um, after I, I think
1: i think it's a different scene it might be following the aftermath of killing robin Nope. i feel like kill, uh-uh. well i'm going to say it and then people can correct me okay <laughs> now, let me say on record that i think they killed monster T and this was like it being just the beginning is them bubbling up as a, as a crime. Uh, I like, a, a, a major chess piece in the crime. Bonnie world. and Clyde. There. So they yeah, they're Bonnie and Clyding up. They're going up in the ranks. Right. And that was just the beginning. The, where we are now with this purple Lamborghini scene is they stepped on the wrong shoe, which was Batman. And now Batman's like, all right, now I'm pissed, <laughs> and so that's why we have this moment here. So it might be a totally different scene, given the context that Amanda Waller says it should be. That was just the beginning. You don't just say that, you know. If it was like, all right, well, because we, you can't say it, that was just the beginning unless you're like really literal, as in like that was just the beginning of the night. Two hours later, they're yeah. chased by the Batman. Like
0: so, like the club scene had to have. That had to have taken place at least 10 years ago.
1: I think, so he gets this Harley Quinn, like, like slave, right? Because that's what she is kind of now with the whole brainwashing. He now has that. And with that, like, golden trophy wife key thing, now... He's quickly gaining prestige among Gotham Underworld. And Common is here. Monster T is here to be like, oh, like, I see that you are climbing real fast, like exponentially uh, with your reputation. And it's because you have that golden chess piece. And so, like, this is like the start of their empire growing. And then now... That it's not the beginning anymore.
0: So cut to years later, cut to them purple Lamborghini driving around. Cut
1: to death of Robin.
0: This is the night that they killed him? I don't think this is the night that they killed him.
2: Yeah, I was with you, but not that last part. Like, I have no way of knowing that last part. No. I think it's not It's not in any of the movies, but I think there's been you know talk from creators like Zack Snyder that the Robin death happened, I think, a few years before. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I followed teeth. everything else you said before that mark where it's like there is the gap in time they do rise up, you know, in Gotham City as crime a crime duo and stuff. And that Monster T was the beginning, Batman catching her was the end, you know, like and then from there that's when she was in custody, you know.
1: Yeah. The thing about the teeth that mm-hmm. we talked about last week um was that
0: well, he's she, got teeth he's in got this the club.
1: He's got the messed up teeth when he's in the asylum meeting Harlene for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now if uh-huh. she is an accomplice to the Robin death, as mm-hmm. the text says his mean, teeth didn't get knocked that out. Means that means his teeth didn't get knocked out the day he killed Robin. His teeth right. had
2: a- already been knocked out. Mm-hmm. I think that's was- a pretty sound argument. I think that the teeth yeah. had to have been knocked out before Harley Quinn, but Robin happened with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it was just all of us making up these rumors of why he looks like that. Yeah. Maybe
2: just looks like that because
1: that's this universe Joker. Like, we keep trying to, like, make,
2: like... Well, it it could be that the teeth is from when Joker got apprehended. Like, Batman probably put Joker into Arkham, and that could have been when his teeth got bashed in. Mm, And then somehow he was able to get the fancy dental work even when he was in custody, (laughs) I guess.
1: I figured he just lost a teeth... By falling into a vat of chemicals, like I feel no, like
0: you don't think it's like Red Hood just took a nice shiner to his. I mean, it's it's exposed whites.
1: bone being affected by like your gums. I don't know. It's something about it. It's like oh. Like,
0: well, if his skull stayed intact and just changed the pigment of his skin, it's not like it would burn his lips and fry his teeth off.
1: I don't know. Maybe the chemicals made him so crazy he knocked his own teeth out.
0: It could be. <laughs> Could be.
1: You don't know with this guy. There is no explanation, and maybe there never will be. And that's the beauty of the character. That's why. I, that's why kids love this character. They really <laughs> love him. Well, um, oh, they're really gonna.
0: We're gonna sell action figures. That's launch this, <laughs> this so, character. Go for it.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, like, as we're trying to like place things on the timeline. I mean, one critique I have about the sequence. I've, I've said a lot of good things I like about Joker and what they've done, but I do think it's a little bit weird that. We are about to, with the car chase, we are going into a third distinct part of what's supposed to be a single flashback, like, while mm-hmm. Waller's talking at the yeah. at the restaurant. Like, in normal movie structure, if you're about to do a flashback while somebody's talking, you're going to go back to one flashback. It's going to make your point, show what you need to show, and then you continue on. But we are about to go into part three of this flashback, mm-hmm. which to me is just kind of surprising. Bananas. And I think it's part of why this, this movie does get criticized for some of its structural issues.
1: I mean, if you cut out the club scene, which I strangely love now that I'm thinking back at it, you take that out, and then you have like her getting electrified in Asylum. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. Cut to this. And they are like in you know, the like the little montage of like her and the, the, the Alex classic, Ross, yeah, the yeah. Alex Ross costume. And then it, it does that, right? And then Amanda Waller says, and that was just the beginning. Boom, purple Lamborghini. There's no club scene, right? You just have that.
0: You just you, you she could have definitely said, and that was just the beginning. And that would have been like the very end of the Arkham yeah. stuff. You got yeah. the
1: origin montage yep. and then purple Lamborghini, and they were good. Yeah, no, no monster tea at all.
0: I mean I, again, yeah. maybe you didn't need the uh information of Crime Lord Joker or whatever that he's trying to yeah, be portrayed if you think as. About now. It,
2: yeah, what what we learned from the club scene was we learned about Joker. We didn't really learn yeah. anything about Harley. We didn't learn anything. So yeah Yeah. I like I like each of the three in isolation if I just think about them as a scene yes. and if I enjoy watching them and stuff. Yep. Like I, I also really liked watching the club scene. But if I was an editor uh, or you know, if I was giving feedback on the overall structure, I would say what you're just saying. Like, hey, we need to know how Harley got started. That was just the beginning. Yeah. Now we can get a glimpse of where they ended up, and then later on in the movie, you can fill in some of the mid middle stuff if you need to.
1: Or later on in the extended cut, yeah. there you go. <laughs> you just put it there, and then we'll watch it later. Yeah.
2: You
0: think the editor was like,
1: yeah. "Hey guys, we got a problem." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes when they're like, "Oh, like." we got to cut some stuff out. Well, why don't you cut everything attached to it so that there's no, like, if you're going to streamline it, like, sh- like streamline it. Don't just mm-hmm. give us the club scene, but then add 14 minutes that it's like, no, this could have gone with it. Like, let's, let's just cut that out part, you know, cut that part out too. Um, but, uh, one more thing before we're going into this purple Lamborghini. So we talked about how the Joker kills, Monster T is with a gun, which is normally the Joker character, his way of killing people flashy. is wacky. Is Yeah, is a the theatricality. But this time, the the character is highly theatrical in his personality and behavior, but the method of killing is cold slate, like, oh, gun, point, shoot, and kill. Like, it's straight.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me of? Mercutio from Romeo and Rome Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio, and then
0: like that's again super theatrical. He's got the open shirt. He's got the gun right at your face. That's like, oh mm-hmm. man, oh maybe we're onto something again with this Shakespearean Jared Leto, Jared Leto.
1: the Romeo and Juliet in the nineties. It's like
0: I'm just Marcusio, yeah.
1: Huh, I like that. Yeah, huh, I love it. Um, this uh this purple Lamborghini uh scene to me it 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 feels like. Uh, like an ode to Batman the animated series, Something about car chases, and 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 villains like having a great time. It's like, oh, we're it's date night. We're having a great time. We just pulled off this massive scheme, right? We're celebrating. Here comes a Batman chasing after them. It's, like it feels yeah. animated series.
0: I'm not even just that. I'll make it more general. It just feels like comic book trope.
1: I never really see Batmobile. Chase, not even just so like, forget
0: Batmobile. I'll just think. Cops and robbers, just a you know, somebody getting a getaway car, just screeching down a busy city and someone in pursuit hanging out the window. Woo. Yeah. It's just a Bonnie and Clyde thing. I think we didn't point
1: this out Monday, but the fascination between the the, the fascination of this relationship. I mean, we don't really have an answer to why people are fascinated with Bonnie and Clyde. And that's a real thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So Maybe we yeah. need to look into that more, and we need to start
1: having focus groups. We're like, "Okay, kids, why are you fascinated with Bonnie and Clyde?" Yeah, and so then once two rebels
0: out... finding each other and exactly breaking the rules,
1: mm, we figured it out too easily. <laughs> we just didn't want it it can't it.
0: be that easy though
2: you don't, <laughs> you don't know, Sam, what do you think <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i I know almost nothing about Bonnie and Clyde, so I don't have
0: so we're stuck on it, so now we're just watching a cool car chase.
2: If you like Barney yeah.
1: Clyde, let us know why you like
2: it. Um, I I do I do agree with Nate that this this taps into whether you want to call it a trope or something but yeah, the idea of oh there's the there's the bad guy clearly and then the person in pursuit and then shooting up through the roof like that sort of stuff. It you know, that's common cops and robbers kind of thing.
0: Mhm. Yeah. It's good seeing like I mean, I remember I remember in theaters. Um no, no, I didn't see this movie in theaters. So the first time I watched this movie was just the I extended edition. No, I didn't see it at all in theaters. I only watched it one time before this, and it was the extended edition. And I remember watching that, and just of course every Batman scene, I was ecstatic. I was just like, yes, awesome. But I do remember them like the peppering of Batman was done so well. Like I, we were talking about it again this third flashback just watching this minute or these you know minutes 14 and 15 just these two minutes is some of the best like you want just a quick Mm -hmm. oh you want to check out batman versus joker and harley quinn here's these two minutes just watch them solid it's just good Mm -hmm. you peppered in that batman so well with just Mm the screeching batmobile coming down the street instantly i'm like yep batman's here batman's in pursuit yeah
2: the sound the sound design with the batmobile was really good uh, and I think the way they filmed the Batmobile looked really nice. Mm-hmm. I thought that was well executed. And I agree, it is a fun minute and a half here or so or whatever. And they they threw in like if you're a comic book fan, when Harley says things like "stupid Bat, you're ruining date night," that seems like an exact comic type of quote. This that that would be the speech bubble if this was in a comic book. Yeah.
0: This side note: This Gotham looks beautiful. Was there a different you, Snyder didn't do anything with uh, or or Larry Fong didn't do anything on this movie? Did he? No just i, think I mean so. look at the lighting Snyder of Snyder did the flash scene yeah. as well, but yeah yeah look yeah. at the lighting of this gotham this is super dawn of justice like the beginning mm-hmm. streets of 1980s gotham like look at that the street lights and you can tell you know it's backlot but I- i'm loving how this gotham looks
1: it's always the the steam coming out of the manholes like maybe they, that's it yeah I've always been and that a, low I've
0: always camera been, angle yeah
1: i've always been a fan of um it just looking gross and yeah. steamy. Like, I feel like that adds to it. And, uh, <clears throat> the Gotham that they created with these two films, Dawn of Justice and, um, Suicide Squad, like to me, we're getting closer to Batman begins again, because I've always loved that portrayal of Gotham, which was very steamy mm-hmm. and, and gross. And like, you just like look like if you were in there, like I need to go home, and take a shower. Cause Gotham is like disgusting and that's how it should be it, like no matter how hard Batman tries, it can't look too clean. Um, and yeah, this, this moment, um, it is a good two minutes of everyday life in Gotham. You got, yeah, you got Joker, exactly. you got Harley Quinn in this car. They're having they're they're um, s- just in overdrive, you know, they're just having a great time. Here comes the Batmobile chasing after him ruining date night. Good, good wordplay and all that. And, it It just works it works really well, and this scene seems like it's put ironically it's put Harley Quinn back in the driver's seat of who <laughs> this is
2: about
0: you know mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. but why though just because she has most lines of dialogue she does have mo- oh that's it's easy it's and um, the scene
2: ends with her and Batman like you know Joker doesn't matter yeah. later in in this scene, but Harley is yeah, is through the whole scene exactly
1: that's exactly why because they said you know it as soon as you start giving Joker lines to say in regards to, like, Batman- Oh, chasing, crap, what do we have to give Harley to say?
0: Like, no, it seems almost yes. like a freakout.
1: No, no, it works because we need her to say the stuff. We don't, like, we need the spotlight to be on her. The yeah. more cuts we put on her for her character to say something, the more she seems in control that this is the character. It's like what we're talking about with the club scene. If more things had been-
0: From her perspective?
1: Had been pointed to her- in regards to the scene, then we would have felt like this scene was revolving around her. And that's what they're doing with this scene. And that's why it works in the sense of, please make her the main character because that's the whole point. She is the main character here, not the Joker. Take us like, take a seat, you know, like don't point the camera at him, point the camera at Batman, Harley Quinn, Joker is there because he created this monster. That's why he's Mm -hmm. here. And so this is, this is good. It's back on her. She's got the dialogue. And Joker, because he's driving, demands that she takes care of the situation. So he's even putting himself in the passenger seat, which is ironic. Um, and, and that's that's what needs to happen. It's what should have happened in the last scene. So um, yeah, I think it, it, that's this is her. This is it's about her, uh, and it will be about her. And in tomorrow's minute in tomorrow's minute we actually kinda get like motivation for Joker finally of why he's even involved in the mm-hmm. story, so
0: Oh man. But fifteen minutes in.
1: Yeah. Um, the Batmobile is is beautiful. I think we're talking excuse me. We were talking earlier about the Batmobile and I like this Batman's um he's not he's not too realistic. The Batmobile isn't fully functioning like or it's not made to function it has like a shape of a bat it looks kind of fantastical like i was saying earlier it's like it seems like it comes out of a comic book and i think that's the beauty in in this universe's batman is that there's a taste of theatricality that it's not just hey i'm putting on like military prototype armor
0: theatricality is key man
1: theatricality is key and it's like Hey, this guy has a car that looks like a bat because he wanted to look like a bat, yeah. not because I mean, he like wanted to function.
0: It. <laughs> what explanation do you need?
1: <laughs> no, and I think we need a we need to get back to that where we say, hey, he wanted it to look like a bat. He didn't want it to be a prototype tank that he painted black. Yeah. So it's a step back from realism and more into stylized, which is what we kind of need. To, we're kind of working our way back into.
0: Is stylized realism a thing?
1: It's a, it's a spectrum.
0: Uh, and so, like the two won't ever cross. No, it's a spectrum. No. <laughs> 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 um,
1: but yeah, I, I have some some more notes, uh, but it kind of leads into tomorrow. So I don't know if you guys have anything more on this particular minute.
0: Um, it's just uh, one of. The, uh, I think this was probably my favorite moments of this entire movie. Minutes fourteen and fifteen. Really? Yeah, I think it was. Um, it's the thing that I remember the most. It was definitely the first thing that I thought about after watching the movie the first time I saw it. I was like, man, that Batman on the car scene was really great. <laughs> and, like, it was just that. It was, it was the cat and mouse, the already established cat and mouse chase that I gobbled up and wanted more of um, like I said, like get, I, I like season Gotham. I like Batman's already been operating for some odd years. And that, the, again, Sam said it. This is just, or one of you guys said it. This is just a typical Gotham Saturday night. It's just. I like when Batman doesn't talk. Right? Ba- he's, just, he's just on patrol. He's just screaming that. Oh, man. And it's cool because it shows up in the rearview mirror. And it's just, like, that just makes sense. Joker driving a fast car around, all of a sudden you switch over and it's just Batman in your rearview. It's like, yep. Yeah. I I accept that one hundred percent, no questions asked. That just that makes sense in my world.
1: I think I think yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the more that we treat it as, like, this is the norm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that <laughs> Batman will show up. Uh huh. And we don't need to have this. And it's
0: not even it's like cooler. He's cause. not doing some crazy Michael Bay, Chris Nolan, blown through buildings and stuff. He's just coming down on the intersection. All the lights are red, you know. Of course, Joker's screaming through him, but Batman's just like, "Yep, all right, let me just take this hard right, and I'm on him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I played that game. We were just, we were just playing that game. Yeah, uh, so. it's just beautiful. It, 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 it makes sense. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, The last thing I needed to say uh, before we move on is just uh, about the last scene, but it was in this minute with the you don't want no beef. Uh, You mentioned it briefly, but I just wanted to say like another thing I like about the Joker is he has these quotable lines. Um, And you don't want no beef is a good one. I use that with my kids when I'm trying to get them to eat food (laughs) or when we're talking about dinner. And if they say they don't want something, I'll be like, you don't want no beef? <laughs> um, but this Joker has a lot of good quotable ones like that, too. Like, the all this chit-chat's going to get you hurt. And, yes. Um, I love that one. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to show you my toys, I think, is one. like. So I do like, the, in this movie, that the Joker is not just somebody that's intriguing to watch, but he also has these quotable kinds of things, which also seems like that's an important part of the Joker character. Yeah.
0: I mean, I quote Heath Ledger's Joker all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, but in cool this, this in this minute, this is like prime. Now there's a Batman. Like that's mm. just that fits perfectly, and I can see Jared Leto delivering that same line, and it me being like, "Yeah, great." Mm-hmm. I did not. I don't care that he's taking it from from Heath or anything like that. We're on first name basis. <laughs> uh.
2: um, there's there's one that I should probably try to like get an audio file of and keep it in my office because I'm a professor at the University of Missouri, and he has a line towards the end of the movie where he says. Professor, could you pick up the pace? And that, that is a good one. I should almost play for myself when I'm not working as hard as I should be. It's in
0: this movie. Yeah,
2: it's uh, I,
1: isn't
0: it
2: the
1: the guy with it, the it,
2: when he's when he's deactivating the nanites? I think nanobomb guy,
1: Doctor Nanobomb. You remember him?
0: In Dark... In Rises. In this movie.
2: In this movie. No, no, in, in this one. In this one, yeah. He has the nope. gun. Oh, yeah. No, I don't I never? don't remember. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to it. You'll get
1: to it later. <laughs> I, I I tend to judge films by their, their quotability. um, Episode one being the most quotable film ever. Ever. In their <laughs> whole existence. <laughs> you can quote the entire movie. But um this film I quote a lot. I definitely quote, like, Dawn of Justice a lot. Especially, oh, yeah. like, Lex Luthor lines. Like, it's so quotable. And it's like... That adds to the memorabil- memorability and
0: rewatchability. <laughs>
1: rewatchability as well. Well, you only saw it once, so what are you telling me? Well, I haven't been quoting the, any lines from this yet. But the Joker's lines in this film, um, they tend to be, qu- they, yeah. The but one
0: th- line that I that stuck with me that I remember from this is later on when Deadshot, y'all Jokers must be crazy. <laughs> 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 that was my Will Smith. Can we get a sound <laughs> clip of that?
1: Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> happening. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, Uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the Joker scene later with um, Captain uh, Keith Griggs, Captain Keith Griggs. We'll see him. We'll see that scene. Okay. Um, But yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU minute and the Facebook group, the DC cinematic minute listener society. Tell us what you thought about today's minute. Any other suicide squad minutes catching up on man of steel or dawn of justice. Uh, Pretty much over 400 episodes of content, so have at it. It's free. It's there. Just uh, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute Number 15 of Suicide Squad Minute.